Hello and welcome to another episode of Stock Market Today. It's Justin Nielsen here along with Ken Shreve and it is uh, Thursday, January 25th, 2024 and we're going to walk you through the day's action. So uh, first, before we get to the markets, Ken, you've got some stocks for us. What you got for us? Well, I'll tell you what, Justin, uh, pickings are getting slim with the market looking extended here. And uh, But, you know, we can always find three interesting stocks uh, acting well. Let's start by uh, taking a look at Caterpillar, C-A-T. Uh, also want to take a look at uh, Adobe ahead of a very busy week of large cap uh, technology earnings. Uh, Adobe is uh, looking pretty good here. And finally, uh, stole a name from you this morning on IBD Live. Let's uh, take a look at uh, Pinterest, P-I-N-S. Sounds good. But before we get to those stocks, let's take a look at the markets and how they closed. Looks like the NASDAQ composite was up about uh, two tenths of a percent after being up as much as seven tenths of a percent, a little bit more than that. Uh, so uh, well off its highs, but also off its lows, closing in about the mid range. And the S&P 500 that closed at about half a percent gain uh, near the top of its range. Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, actually beat them both with a gain of six tenths of a percent uh, right there at the peak. And also the Russell 2000 came in at about half a percent uh, in the lower part of its range. It was up 1.4% earlier in the day. So uh, let's go ahead and turn our attention over to the NASDAQ to start. Um, you know, yesterday was kind of stalling action with that reversal. Uh, we had stalling action on Monday. Uh, today was, it looked like it was possibly going to be another stalling day. Uh, it just seems like the, the, the NASDAQ is having a little bit of trouble keeping the gains uh, from, from the day's action. Yeah, I think if you've uh, anyone who's had uh, trouble identifying what stalling action uh, looks like, certainly on the NASDAQ, uh, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and uh, today you had the index just wasn't able to hold on to uh, gains. Now, you know, Monday, I think was uh, was lower volume. I think uh, yesterday was lower volume as well. We got volume pick up the pace a little bit uh, today. But, you know, the index is trying to move higher, but it keeps uh, it keeps backing off high. So that's three closes out of four sessions where, you know, kind of in the bottom half of the range. So it just raises the the probability of a, of a pullback here. Um, you know, again, we're looking at a lot of extended stocks uh, in this market. So uh, I think a, a pullback wouldn't be surprising. Uh, but, you know, six updates uh, in a row for the NASDAQ and six updates in a row for the S&P 500. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we're always a little nervous when there's too much good stuff, right? Too many uh, days up in a row. But what I do like to see here is this 15,000 level that we were talking about. Uh, I mean, this is this is an area that kind of goes back a ways, um, you know, all the way back here where you kind of had this 15,000 level that was important all the way back at our uh, peak in September of 2021, uh, you know, before we went a little bit higher. So it's nice that this time we crossed that 15,000 level and stayed there. Uh, we'll see if that that remains the case. And we do have our 21 day moving average line, that green line now kind of coming up to that. Uh, let's go ahead and turn our attention over to the S&P 500. Um, anything anything different here? I mean, it looks awfully similar. Uh, yeah, well, it's it's interesting. The S and P closed all the way up near its uh, high after a stalling session uh, yesterday. So you know, yesterday we we closed um, all the way near the the session low and volume rose. So that counted as a stalling session on Wednesday for the S and P five hundred. So we've got this very lopsided uh, distribution day count. We've got uh, we're, we're counting seven uh, distribution days for the uh, for the S and P five hundred. Now, uh, more than half of those days, I, I would say, really did not have the feel of uh, yeah. institutional selling. 
they they qualified uh, for distribution. But you know, it doesn't just doesn't seem to be uh, an index to me that's under heavy uh, distribution here. However, you know, we did uh, we did get uh, stalling on Monday, which added a day, and we got another stalling session on uh, Wednesday for the S and P, which uh, added another day. So, got this lopsided count here, but uh, all the while, you know, leading growth stocks uh, continue to fight a good fight here, and you know, seeing very little in the way of uh, sell signals, even though there were some uh, some downside reversals uh, today among a lot of top stocks. And just for the edification of some of our listeners that might be a little bit newer to our system, can you just real quickly go over what, what exactly is a distribution day? So just a distribution day is basically a higher volume decline, and it's usually going to happen when an index is down at least uh, two-tenths of a percent, three-tenths of a percent. So uh, we just track higher volume declines when we're in an uptrend because it does uh, it does indicate at least some, you know, form of institutional selling. So, you know, at first blush, the seven distribution days on the S&P might 100, uh, 500 might seem uh, like a lot, but again, you, you had one you know, one one day. Let's see, January third, we were down eight tenths of a percent. Uh, the December twentieth distribution day, when the S and P was down one and a half percent, that's going to fall off the count pretty uh, pretty soon. So, uh, not ready to declare this uptrend uh, over yet, but uh, just recognizing uh, stalling action when we see it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we should also mention that one of the things that's kind of helped the NASDAQ composite in terms of, uh, you know, getting rid of, we, we kind of do a rolling count of the, the days of distribution, but a, a few of those days on the NASDAQ have actually dropped off because we made enough progress to kind of say, oh, those those days are a little bit less relevant. And that includes this uh, December 20th uh, day that you, you know, kind of pointed out uh, on the S&P 500 and also uh, this day back here on January 2nd, you know, so some days have dropped off there for us. Yeah, two, two fell off the count you know, yesterday. So right. uh, we'll see where the NASDAQ uh, closes today. Could be, could be stalling. Uh, I think if we, if we close in the bottom half of that range, uh, so we'll have, we'll have to see, but it looks definitely looks like higher volume today. Yeah. So now uh, taking a look at the Dow Jones industrial average, um, I mean, certainly this is one that I, I think is kind of, you know, it's only 30 stocks, so we can't overstate it. But with the, you know, Boeing troubles, uh, you know, really kind of weighing on this, uh, UNH, um, you know, is another Dow component that, I mean, it came off its lows, but this this hasn't been looking that great lately. So uh, what's your take on the Dow? Well, it's uh, it's looking like a, a pillar of strength to me. Uh, you know, it's a, there's a lot of headlines in the Dow today. We had these uh, sell-offs that you noted uh, from the likes of Boeing and United Health today, but you had IBM, which uh, you know, mm -hmm. yet another really strong earnings report. IBM closed a little bit uh, off highs, but still gapped up powerfully, up nine and a half percent for the session. Now, after the close, we have Intel uh, that reported uh, what looks like not such a, a great uh, quarter. Uh, so that that's going to be weighing on the Dow with Intel down about uh, 5%. But overall, you know, the Dow Jones uh, index uh, just, you know, sitting, sitting up, uh, sitting up near highs here looks, uh, look, looks pretty, pretty strong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, since we're talking about, uh, you know, the, the, the blue chip stocks, let's also talk about the small caps. Uh, this is the Russell 2000. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pull up IWM, which is the iShares Russell 2000 ETF. And uh, what, what can you tell us about the action here? Is this enough participation to kind of say that uh, things are maybe turning for the better? 
Well, I mean, the fact that IWM uh, came down to its uh, 50-day moving average recently and and quickly rebounded off the, off the line was pretty pretty impressive. Now, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday, you can see the uh, small caps were up uh, big on both of those days, but uh, you know, couldn't couldn't hold those gains and and close near session lows. So, you know, I heard uh, I heard um, you know more more than once this morning on IBD Live from people saying the market feels a little uh, feels a little heavy, and uh, you know, when you see when you see stalling type action, Action like this, and you know, a lot of stocks that have uh, run up very strongly since uh, we got the follow-through days in, in early November. Um, you'd have to you'd have to think that uh, you know some sort of pullback is is probably near. So we just have to watch the uh, you know watch the daily action here. But uh, certainly, small caps are uh, you know to see them finding support where they did. I think is a positive sign. Yeah, and it's worth mentioning also in terms of levels of interest, this 2000 level on the Russell 2000 is something to watch. Um, you know, we, we kind of got above that 1900 level very nicely, but this is an area that's been kind of trouble for a couple of years now for, for the index. It did get above there, but couldn't hold it. So uh, it does seem to be banging its head there a little bit too. Uh, you, you also mentioned as you were writing the description that there was a little bit of uh, economic news today. Can you kind of just uh, go over that real quick? Well, you know, the first uh, we get uh, the first estimate to fourth quarter uh, GDP came in uh, much stronger than expected. I think you know expectations were for two percent growth, uh, which would be a, a big slowdown from what we saw in uh, in Q3, but that was uh, expected. Uh, so the first estimate of Q4 GDP came in uh, just north of three uh, percent. So it was almost a just over a full percentage point better than expectations. Now there was a time when the market, uh, you know, would look at uh, you know good news, the economy growing quicker than expected as, as bad news because it means that the you know the Fed may have to you know um, you know keep interest rates high and maybe they're not going to be cutting as aggressively as the market uh, as the market thinks but uh, you know the market took uh, is taking kind of good news as uh, as good news and uh, mm -hmm. kind of uh, strengthening the, uh, the the possibility that we are indeed going to have a, a soft landing this year where growth is going to slow but uh, not slow to a screeching halt that's going to cause a, you know a, a recession in the second half of the year so I think it's interesting watching that 10-year treasury yield um, you know the They've, they've been kind of battling here at the at the 50-day moving average, which is a pretty key level uh, to, to watch here. It's uh, proving to be some uh, resistance uh, for now. So if we can get these, uh, you know, bond yields uh, settling down a little bit and uh, maybe a little more, you know, weakness in the in the U.S. dollar, this uptrend could have uh, more, more legs. But uh, again, I think the story right now is, uh, you know, kind of stalling action that we're seeing in the in the major stock indexes and uh, um, probably a time where you can be playing a little defense here. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just going to do a quick plug for the podcast, uh, you know, our investing with IBD podcast, we had Stephen Mulholland on, and he was talking a little bit about the the Fed and where it stands right now versus the two year treasury. And he kind of calls it the uh, Fed mistake index, you know, how far off it is, you know, when it gets too out of whack from the uh, two year treasury. So that was an interesting conversation. And that's something you can find at investors.com slash podcast. But let's Let's go to now to some stocks. Um, you've got Caterpillar uh, on your list, and this looks like a, a pretty strong breakout. What was going on here with Caterpillar? 
Well, I, I think, uh, you know, names like Caterpillar and, uh, you know, another stock in its industry group, uh, Terex, uh, which is T-E-X, uh, both of these stocks broke out powerfully, most likely uh, following uh, United Rentals uh, uh, higher, not uh, not identical uh, businesses. United Rentals uh, provides uh, rentals of construction uh, equipment. You have Caterpillar and, and Terex that actually make that heavy equipment. So mm-hmm. a lot of good news in uh, United Rentals uh, earnings report. They, um, they uh, expanded their, or they announced a you know, one and a half billion dollar share buyback. They raised their dividend and uh, earnings and and revenue were above expectations. Their outlook wasn't anything, you know, um, wasn't anything to write home about. It was mostly in line with expectations. But looking at this uh, 13% gain for the stock and then heavy volume, there was uh, obviously uh, investors uh, like more than they didn't like in the report. Yeah. And so it's kind of interesting, you know, we, we focus so much on tech, but uh, there are these other areas uh, with, with Caterpillar, uh, you know, really being a strong uh, component of the industrial side. Um, you know, the, there's there's other stocks out there, right? Other industries out there that are doing well. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, we've been, um, you know, yesterday we were talking about uh, financial stocks. We've seen, you know, we've seen uh, the, the the number of stocks uh, participating in this rally really, you know, broaden out way beyond the, the Magnificent Seven, which sort of drove the market back in uh, 2023. So whether it's industrial stocks like uh, like Caterpillar, uh, financial stocks, I, I, I look at a stock like American Express uh, in, in the Dow, AXP, you know, pull up a weekly chart for, for, for this uh, for this stock and, you know, it's hard to hard to you know make a case that this uh, you know market is really headed for a, a sharp pullback here. So, um, lots of blue chip stocks acting acting well here, and of course, you know, growth stocks uh, really started moving well uh, in early November after we got the the follow through day for the Nasdaq and the S and P five hundred. Yeah, but of course, we can't have a we can't have a show without talking a little bit of tech. Uh, so let's go ahead and move over to Adobe and the software. Uh, space computer software is one of the strongest areas that we've been uh, noting since that follow through day on November 1st but uh, Adobe hasn't been really participating that much lately uh, no, it, it, it's been it's been basing, and uh, honestly, the price action on Monday when it reversed in uh, in higher volume uh, was a little disconcerting uh, to me. But uh, you can see that Adobe has really found its footing, and uh, even today, it uh, peaked over that uh, that Monday high, and volume picked up the pace a little bit. So if you look at the weekly chart here, this is just a good example of what a base uh, looks like: a stock, uh, you know, digesting gains after uh, after a nice run up, and you can see Adobe, you know, with that relative strength rating of, of 92 uh, the price performance has been uh, has been pretty strong in, in recent months and that uh, RS line lagging a little bit but uh, you know if, if Adobe starts uh, moving here I wouldn't be surprised to see that uh, start shooting to new highs as well so I think one to watch in the in the tech sector you know next week is going to be super busy we have five of the uh, seven magnificent uh, seven stocks uh, set to report earnings Apple you know, Microsoft, uh, Amazon, Google, it's just going to be all about large cap tech um, uh, next week. And, uh, you know, we'll see, uh, we'll see how the market uh, handles it. Mm -hmm. Definitely something of interest uh, for Adobe to note. When you're looking at charts, it's certainly tight action is something that is uh, real nice to see. And if you kind of just compare the depths, I mean, this was a 39% deep cup here. And really, that's not even counting, you know, how far it was off of its uh, all-time high. Uh, But what we're seeing lately here is a depth of 13% for this correction. Uh, So flat base you know, qualifier there and an even tighter 11% depth for the most recent base. So I think it's a a good sign that these bases are getting tighter and tighter 
Definitely. Uh, and uh, Adobe, I can't forget about uh, Adobe as, uh, you know, being uh, very uh, integral in, in AI there, their Firefly uh, generative uh, AI tool. They've already implemented that into, you know, some of their publishing tools like uh, Illustrator and, and Photoshop. So Adobe's been a, has been a, uh, been in the AI market for for quite some time, and Fire, Firefly uh, appears to be gaining good traction. Mm -hmm. And let's go ahead and uh, finish off the discussion with uh, Pinterest, P-I-N-S. Uh, you know, certainly there's going to be a lot of earnings coming out that, you know, I mean, this is going to be in two weeks, but you've got uh, you know, Meta, you know, with what's what's happening with their product, Instagram and Facebook, uh, all the advertising that goes along with that, uh, Snap. Um, you know that that's that's going to be coming out you know pretty soon too uh the the snapchat platform so uh what what's your take on pinterest here well i never i i've never used pinterest uh myself but i know that uh it has a pretty loyal following and it's a fairly sticky platform uh, as well and what what i like here is uh the fact that revenue growth has been picking up the pace in recent quarters it's not growing at the 25 30 40 percent rate that we like to to see but you know growth has been uh accelerating and especially in the past two quarters those earnings increases of 91 percent and 155 percent really uh, really catch my eye and you've got good uh, good annual estimates uh, as well here. Um, regarding you know the the, the stock action, uh, you know there was a, a great uh, earnings uh, breakout in uh, in late October. Uh, again, this is right around the time the market was following through and starting a new uptrend. So you got that, that great earnings move and a really really strong gain from from the breakout and the, the pullback. You know has been pretty orderly. You know right down to the 21 day moving average on the weekly chart. It's just kind of showing some tight weekly closes as it holds uh, support here. So I think this uh, stock uh, looks good. And like you mentioned, uh, earnings, uh, you know, two, three weeks away, but, um, you know, liking the, the fundamentals and technicals here. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that jumps out here when we look at the weekly chart is, uh, you know, as, as great as it is, this is getting to 52 week highs. So you see that it's only 4.3% off of its 52 week high, but you go back a little bit further and wow, there's uh, what we call overhead supply here. There's a lot of folks that may have bought up in this area that aren't too happy right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's still uh, it's still an issue uh, for the stock, but uh, you know, again, after it started moving on uh, on earnings, it had that big volume push, and at least has been able to work uh, work through a little bit uh, of overhead supply. But to, to see it holding support at the uh, the ten week moving average, you know, another rush of uh, buying demand here, and uh, I think Pinterest uh, might might be able to overcome some of this uh, you know overhead supply that as a result of when the stock went from eighty down to about uh, you know. $15 a share. Yeah, quite quite the decline. But again, we saw that with a lot of growth uh, stocks. Uh, in fact, some of the best names of the, the COVID you know, recovery, the COVID crash happening in 2020, and then the recovery that happened with you know, stocks like DocuSign, Peloton, uh, you know, big gainers. Pinterest was a beneficiary there, and those were the ones that seemed to get hardest hit. But some of those are coming back and some of those are not. So Pinterest at least is on the, you know, on, on the on the recovery side. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. So, well, thanks a lot, Ken, for uh, giving all of that color and analysis. Uh, that's going to do it for us today here on Stock Market Today. Thanks a lot for joining us. And if you haven't already, hopefully you can join us tomorrow morning on IBD Live. We're going to have a special guest, David Keller from StockCharts.com. He's the chief market strategist there. We have special guests all the time that really kind of give their take on what's happening with the market, as well as our uh, rotating panel uh, that 
you know, chats every day, starting 10 minutes before the market open and going for a full hour, hour and a half, sometimes a little bit more, uh, depending on how much we have to talk about. So if you haven't joined us already, investors.com slash IVD live is where you can find us every morning. And that you can also find us here every afternoon, right after the close at stock market today. Thanks a lot for joining us. That's it for now. Bye-bye. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.